Hi there. My name is Donna Peterson, and you are listening to the B2B Marketing Excellence Podcast. I'm going to take you on a journey all around the world where we're going to talk with business owners and business leaders about marketing trends and techniques that are going to help you stand out from your competition. So let's roll up our sleeves and let's jump in. You have all heard me talk before about how relationship building is so important for marketing today. Today, we're going to take it a step further, though. We are going to talk about why it's so important to have relationship building in regards to sales. And here today to help me with that is Dan Englander. Dan is the CEO and founder of Sales Schema. Hi, Dan. How are you? I'm well done. I'd like you for having me on the show. Appreciate it. Good. I'm, I'm so excited to have you because this is a topic that a lot of my clients are talking about. And I think you're going to give us some great insights that we can all utilize going forward. And I know at the end, you're going to mention a little surprise for us all that we can't wait to see. So yeah, but my first question to you is, you know, with relationship building, why do salespeople now have to rethink what they're doing in order to stand out? Yeah, it's a, it's a really good question. And there's probably lots of different, different answers. But what I think has happened is that, you know, when you have um, a, a service that you could start or sell online, whether it's a complex B2B service or a product or software or anything like that, markets are becoming crowded a lot faster. And not only that, but buyers and especially professional buyers, you know, mid to large companies um, are more skeptical because of like the information we all have access to. And that's accelerated by orders of magnitude faster, you know, every, every year. It's not like it's just going up gradually, it might, you know, with COVID and everything going digital, um, it's gone up maybe logarithmically or something like that. So it's created um, a, a lot of dynamics that I think have been spelled out many years ago in different ways. Um, there's a book that I talk about in my forthcoming book, uh, Relationship Sales at Scale, that I talk a lot about called Breakthrough Advertising, right, by Gene Schwartz. And he talks about the stages of market sophistication. I've given the very long-winded answer, so I'll try to avoid that. But essentially, you know, uh, the services and products are ending up in this like stage five, most skeptical situation. And when you're there, it's less about opening doors by ways of features and benefits and case studies and all the stuff that frankly, we used to use here at sales schema to get our clients meetings for years. And it's more about building almost like a, for better or worse, kind of like a tribal connection, a personal connection with the people you're reaching out to, to get those doors open, something that's very human. So that's, you know, it sounds like that's what you're, you're focused on with your company a lot, Donna, we're doing it from a different angle. Um, and that's, that's what we found to work pretty well. And that's a lot of what, what we cover. Yeah. Yep. I, I totally agree because with the relationship building, the whole reason why we emphasize that is you have to build trust. People only want to work with or buy from companies that they trust. And that's why you have to educate them along the way. But of course, marketing is a little bit easier because we could get that targeted list. And of course, we could send an email or place a banner up in front of that targeted list. But sales is harder because now you're into that more one-to-one, but you need to try to do it on a larger scale so you can get your sales going. 
And so how do you find, what is the right balance between personalization and scale? Yeah, and I think you kind of hit it on the head and it is about finding that, that balance and it's not always super clear. And I think in the book, I talk about these two different gangs, right? You have what has pervaded most sales culture over the last, whatever, 10 years, 20 years, which is the automation gang, right? And they're all about throw stuff at the wall. If we break some eggs, it's cool. If we offend people, it's all right. We're just going to get out as many pieces of outreach as we can, put people through this funnel. If they're not ready to talk right now, and if we annoy them, it's okay. We'll just move on to the next person. And eventually we'll just keep playing this numbers game and we're going to get enough business. Um, so the problem with that side of town is that the, the automation has higher costs than it used to. Yes, in terms of brand reputation and all these things, but also in terms of getting shut down by email domains and all sorts of other technical stuff. And also just the fact that it just doesn't work very well because you're not getting enough meetings because you're not building a good enough connection. That's the main reason not to do it, everything else aside. On the other side of town, and this, this is not so much the case in established sales organizations, but when you have agencies, a lot of the, uh, the companies we work with that might be scared, oh, we have such a small market, you know, we need to use inbound marketing to get them, we can never reach out to them. We'll send out like three highly customized letters a day and we'll reference news articles and all this stuff. And then guess what happens? They get busy. It all falls apart. You know, you hit somebody at the wrong time and it just does, doesn't work at all. So the, the answer is balance. There's not one way to do it. It depends on your market and a million other things. But I'll, I'll get into kind of how we think about it um, in, in our context. And what that often means is we might be contacting anywhere from about 50 to 200 people per business day. Those numbers might sound massive, they might sound like not that many, but that's now a list that can be personalized to a pretty, pretty you know, strong degree. Um, and the other thing is where the more important thing is that we're drawing on uh, commonalities, mutual relationships, and what I talk about in the book is kind of circles of influence, right? Um, and I'll stop blabbering in a second, uh, but, but to, to put one more point on it. A lot of the times what we hear is like, we've built our business on referrals and personal networks and everyone yells at you and says, that's not enough. We, we were guilty of yelling at people about that. But then, but that's still a really great way to build a business. And then with this book, like what we've observed is the next best step is not jumping to the cold outer planets. It's going one degree beyond that, right? So who are, who are the people, the friends of friends of friends, right? That are going to be likely to take a call with you already, if only you could identify them. So I'll, I'll pause there. No, that's excellent because first going back to the automated, that is the easiest way to get me to disconnect, like LinkedIn, when you connect with someone, all of a sudden you get that automated message back and it's, you know, six paragraphs of their sales letter. That is the quickest way for me to disconnect from you. Because then I know, you know, I'm just in that machine with everybody else. I want to have, especially on LinkedIn, I want to have those valuable connections with people where, like you said, have a commonality or we're all going towards the same goal or we can offer each other information to help us all get to the next level is so very important. And that that's even with email. It's really across all the channels, but also with sales. I don't like it when I get, so what did I get the other day? Oh, I get people <laughs> who come into me and they want to help me find email lists per se. Mm -hmm. And I went back to them. I said, we've been doing that for 41 years. I think we're all set there, but it's, they didn't do their research. They didn't look into our company and what we do. Right. And that, right. 
And that, and also don't even get started with the age issue because my father who used to work here, he's been gone for over 10 years and we still get promotions to him. Yeah. yeah. And that puts a bad taste in my mouth. One, it's bad marketing. So it's bad for our industry as a whole, but really you're not keeping it up to date. You're not even staying current about what is out there for 10 years. Right. So then you don't want to work with that company. Yeah. And I, I think that, again, that's like a lot of people playing this numbers game thing. Um, and the answer is finding, finding balance, right? Because like, there's only going to be so much research you could ever do, and you're never going to know exactly what's going on with, in, in your prospect company. So you do have to be shipping on this outreach. But at the same time, if you try to do that, or if you're over automating it, you're going it's, to, it's just going to be ineffective, aside from all the, the sort of taste concerns, right, that are fair. Um, yeah. And then, you know, for us to kind of like give people something to run with, like to get into some examples, you know, the craziest thing we ever did is we found uh, other C-level people that played tennis in college, like our client did. And we used that as a connection and that worked really well. Oh, you played tennis in college. That's great. Um, we've, you know, we found what we do, we've done expat campaigns. Hey, we had a client from Australia. We found other people that went to college there, have a connection to Australia and use that as the way in. Um a lot of times, and this is something everybody can do, it's about, you know, finding, go, going through the people you already know. Like most of us, if we've been in business for a little while, have a good Rolodex. And if you can identify, you know, who those people know, and you you make a list of the people you feel comfortable connecting with in your network, um, that's a really great way to get referred. And most of us are doing that in kind of this haphazard way. But if you can do it deliberately and you're just open and honest about what you're looking for and you make it easy for that person by saying, I see you're connected to this person. How do you know them? Would you feel comfortable with an intro? Let me send you a template that you can use to make that intro. Really good things are going to happen. It takes a little more work, but it's essentially batching up like referrals right into the places that you want to go. So that's a lot of the sort of way that we're thinking about this as opposed to just Hey, check out my case studies. Can I, can I, can do you want to step into a sales process with me? Cause that's a very binary yes, no situation. Right. Yeah. Well, also what you're doing is I feel that if someone's done that research, they're really starting to show me that they truly care about building a relationship with me. Right. I'm just not this list where they want someone to connect or, you know, subscribe to the webinar. I am someone you, they actually want to work with and I'm their target audience. And I find that to be very effective. And when it comes to the tennis, I've done the same thing. I'm a big downhill skier. I love to downhill ski in the wintertime, summertime, it's paddle boarding. But I have made great connections with people just because I might see, hey, I'm a paddle boarder or I was just out in Utah. And you get that commonality, like you said, which opens up the communication doors and you right. start talking and then they say, oh, well, let's talk. Let's see how we can maybe partner together. And you never know where that might go. Even if you don't work with them, they might know other people that would be interested in your services. Exactly. Yeah. Especially when, when this is done in that deliberate way. And I think that what what this means is, is like there's still a level of scale, you know, there's still exactly. a level of, of that, but with the internet, like we all have the tools to compile this information and essentially front load the work when up until now, it's been more about backloading the work, right? And we've all seen this, yeah, let me go to like, whatever, a Zoom info or whatever big company, I'm going to spend five minutes spitting out a list, and then I'm going to spend weeks and hours and days optimizing a subject line or 
putting this case study in instead of another one and hoping that that works. And it just doesn't anymore um, from the, for the most part. So it's more, what if you were to spend 20, 30% more time at the front end, identifying the people that are actually likely to talk to you. And then frankly, like this shocks a lot of people in the sales world when I say this, but we do very few follow-ups with, with our clients' prospects and with when we do this for ourselves. We might do one 30 days later because we're getting so many meetings with the very first message. And it's not rocket science because it's like, and I'm not saying that as a brag, but it's, it just makes sense. If somebody sends you a message that's, that's personalized and says, we have this commonality, we, we know these people in common, you, yeah. you know, you don't need to follow up with them a million times. They're usually going to say, yeah, let's talk. Like the barrier is not that high to get them in the it's just, it's, you just have to be classy. Quality, quality versus quantity. Right, right. And, and, and riding that line between, between both. Yeah, totally. And then because you're finding the commonality, the, your first sales message to them is already spot on with them versus, like you said, that general broad just promoting out to a bunch of different people. Exactly. Yeah. And, and there's lots of subtleties with the copy as well. And I, I know that you have, a, you have a mix of sales, salespeople and marketers listening. And I think a lot of it is, is um, not, not beating anyone over the head with the sales message. It's usually one paragraph. Uh, and the fact that somebody's going to be sold is like, they're not, they weren't born yesterday. If it's, you know, in our case, oftentimes we work with agencies selling into brands if we have an agency selling, they, they know what they're getting into with the call. You don't have to say, I'd love to find a partnership or, you know, like, let me yeah. pitch you on this. Um, it, it's more about just de-risking that first conversation. And then that's, that's really the purpose of the outreach. Yeah. Wonderful. Well, I don't want to hold you much longer and I want to hear about your exciting news. I understand you have a new book coming out. Can you I tell do, us about yeah. that? Appreciate appreciate that, uh, Donna, and, and letting me let me plug it shamelessly sell it. So it's, it's called Relationship Sales at Scale: uh, How to Find You Know Your Virtual Tribe and Reliably Grow Your Professional Service Business. I nailed it. I've forgotten my own subtitle once or twice, which is not good. Um, and it's called Professional Service Business, but it should be applicable to any complex B two B sales situation anywhere where you're trying to get break down those doors. Um, it's going to be out soon. <laughs> I don't have an official release date, but if anyone would love to hear me read the first chapter, get all the resources from the book for free, um, they can do that by going to saleschema.com slash rsas is in relationshipsales.com or rsas. Yep. I would definitely highly recommend to everyone that you listen in. I did listen in on the first chapter and I cannot wait for the book to come out. I have read uh, Denocracy. Have you ever read that book by David Meerman Scott? I know David Meerman Scott, but I haven't read that. No, His book, it it's, it's very similar. Your fan base, your tribe, and it's, it's important. It's really something that everyone needs to be doing, and all sales teams need to be implementing that now. So, Dan, awesome. I want to thank you so much for coming on, talking to us about this. And everyone, definitely check out his book, and we'll see you all soon. Thanks, Dan. Thank Appreciate it. Thank you. Thanks a lot. Thank you for listening to the B2B Marketing Excellence Podcast. Please hit the subscribe button below so you don't miss our next episode. And in the meantime, if you'd like to talk to me, please feel free to send me an email to dpeterson at worldinnovators.com. Till next time, have a great day.